0: ultrasound
1: technician. Yeah, what is the gender and now we got and it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, but it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, those farewells where snowball. you have them catered, where you have them mm-hmm. catered and you have the big production and everyone that person has ever met since the time that they were born. Yeah, that was more fun. There's a lot more pressure. Um. So this you,
2: something you said before, you're like, this is the thing you guys are all perpetuating the thing about our culture that you say that you hate. Yeah. I have never said, I'm it, one of those people that it's pretty much on board with most all of our of our culture, right? Like I'm, but you don't, I'm, I'm but and you I will don't. proudly say that all of the f- idiosyncrasies like that, right? Like f- involving, if you want to have a freaking acrobat at the farewell, that's your thing. That's hey, but th- fine, but it does breed I,
1: a culture of one-upping.
2: Maybe not maybe that's, that's just not something that I personally have a problem with. I've got tons and tons of of flaws and mm-hmm. issues in other places other areas of life, but I don't have this keeping up with the Joneses thing. Yeah, I, but
1: I think that you're just, a, I think just, you're in a minority as yeah, far as that goes. You think so? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think so.
2: That's that's too bad. I don't want my it's kind of too uh, unfortunate because if my cute thing that I want to put the video on Facebook mm-hmm. that yes we got a balloon and we popped it and it was great makes other people feel pressure like that's just I like that's too bad I feel bad that you that I have somehow unduly caused you stress and pressure sure but that's kind of your issue and not my own does right. that make sense does a that I don't yeah, want to be I don't want to be your, rude why should it ruin what yeah. you want to
1: do I get it but I think. It, I think that on some level it does it does persist it and maybe or make that persist and that maybe that is why I like Lindsay's video so much because you could tell that she had sort of planned it and that everything was going to go as a and then Lucy was just like <laughs> didn't,
2: right? it didn't that happens all the time when you give the chi- the younger child the pin yeah. that happened with my sister-in-law and her my sister my sister-in-law's sister where the, the little three-year-old niece popped it before every Everybody else, mm-hmm. they like each of them had their home balloon, and it was like, Oh well, and the mom and dad are shutting their eyes. No, no, what? no! Uh, avert thine eyes! Don't look!
1: Avert it'll, thine it'll eyes! You, Shakespeare, <laughs> and then an iambic pentameter. Uh, all right, so now I'm ready for your long story. What do you got? What's I happening? don't
2: have a whole. I mean, I I went on a trip with my family Where'd to uh, Northern California. Kay. Went to the great grandparents' cabin. Kay. Haven't been there in Red like woods? 16. Is That the big redwoods are um, not that not part not of quite up not quite up there. Somewhere called I can't even remember. Okay. It's a it's like 2 hours north of the Bay Area, San okay. Francisco. Okay. So we spent a day in uh San Francisco, okay. had a lot of fun. Alcatraz? It was exhausting. Oh, I wish. We yeah. were hoping to and Fisherman's Wharf? Fisherman's Yadira, Wharf, Ghirardelli Gro- Square. Uh, Ghirardelli Square. Yeah. So tasty. Yeah, you did. You, I did tried. All, you did I tried all the touristy we things. We did the things. My brother-in-law had Never been to San Francisco ever before, so did we you kind go to the of bathroom did.
1: Bathroom in one of those um, like oh, no. uh, pay, I, pay bathrooms. I
2: had the worst bathroom experience of my life. Okay,
1: let's hear it. No, there's your I story. Just, I found There,
2: it. you found it. No, we just we went um, went to the Golden Gate Bridge. Went to the visitor center of the Golden Gate Bridge. Is is that what you call it? The visitor center. Sure. Am I just super Mormony in yeah. temples and That's super it's, the, it's the visitor center yeah, of the, the Golden Gate at the, the Golden Gate. No, it's like a whole big inv- yeah, then visitor then center. So it, is that yeah. okay? Okay, all right. Yeah, Visitor Center. I'm just,
1: the sister missionaries are like, weird we got like, called here, but okay.
2: Do you see this beautiful structure, this bridge? It's like this earthly life, bridging yep. towards the... Uh,
1: <laughs> see, Christ, when he died and was <laughs> resurrected, it was like a bridge. We did that. Golden. The bridge over uh, mortality to immortal immortal life, immortality. There you go. Uh, and the elders get called to paint the bridge, because that's what to you paint. always know about the Golden Gate Bridge, is that it's always it's being, being painted. It's being repainted. Yep. Yeah.
2: All, all uh, the things.
1: Uh, uh, no, so we good. just went... No.
2: We went. Then we drove around to some big lookout spot mm-hmm. where you can see the Golden Gate Bridge really well. I feel really like we're well.
1: avoiding the bathroom story that you were well, going so we to get. so we went
2: up to that spot that's okay. kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so there's three huge porta potties, like huge uh, wheelchair accessible porta potties. Okay. I looked inside each of those. Oh, no. I opened the door, and it is- You did not see popcorn popping on the, the apricot no, tree, I'm guessing. No, 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 no. Lots of other stuff popping uh, everywhere. Oh, drugs. It was lit. No, just just the Pooh. most disgusting. It's poo. Just poo everywhere. Mm. Everywhere, all over the things and the stuff and the, the issues. It was- t- Oh, I can't even.
1: And my anything? poor
2: little guy uh, is- uh, Did you he's go, go, Did you dangle him? I full on... It was amazing. I found one spot where he could put his feet. And I'm so tired, you guys. I'm so tired. I pushed this San Francisco day Mm -hmm. so hard and it was like, all right, we're doing the things and I'm not going to keep anyone back, hold anyone back or Mm -hmm. complain or whatever. Mm -hmm. So here we go. And... I'm so tired. So I'm holding him up in my arms. He's got his feet braced against the side of this disgusting cube, Mm -hmm. cubicle that we are in. It's hotter than hot.
1: Technically a poopicle
2: at this (laughs) point. And and he took care of what he needs to take care of. And I was like, good job. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. We will sanitize the bottom of our shoes later. It was great. And that's totally not the story that I wanted to ever have to share with him. Yeah. with everyone well, we'll but take there it. you go I hope you all enjoyed that
1: uh, I want to talk about this real quick uh, I went to Philadelphia that's why this episode is late sorry everyone I went to a podcast conference called podcast movement um, and uh, and uh, it was interesting one of the things that I learned is that I shouldn't suck so bad about uh, being inconsistent with articles of news do it every week publish it at oh. the same time so people could get there so r- you know rightly so I come back and publish this one a couple days late awesome Great. (laughs) Uh, You learned so much. Also, episode 280 is uh, senatorial candidate Jenny Wilson. She's running against President Romney in uh, the uh, race here in Utah, so you can hear that. That uh, is available now as well, because I'll publish them both at the same time. Um, but two things about Philadelphia. One, I went to downtown Philadelphia where I knew, because we had reported it here in Articles of News, which is coming up, that the church had recently um, put a temple in downtown yeah, uh, Philadelphia. Cool. Have you been there before? It's beautiful. I haven't been but you've into seen the it, pictures.
2: but I have know I've, I've been to Philadelphia and seen it as it was being built. Interesting. Or after it was almost done. It's still, there's still some scaffolding, but it was beautiful and cool, and it's like, it's right there.
1: Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's right downtown in like the main walkway of Philadelphia Uh, the church also owns a large um, high rise in downtown Philadelphia as well I think as a an investment property similar to like how they did with um, the uh, City Creek Mall in downtown Salt Lake Um, is it apartments yeah it's apartments Mm -hmm. and I think there's a couple stores on the ground level Mm -hmm. I didn't actually go to that but the Philadelphia temple is built in period with the rest of Philadelphia so although constructed and dedicated in 2016 or 17 I think um, it looks like it's uh, of their other times of the buildings that were built there so they went to a, a great lengths to do that uh, it's lit up awesome and you can see it from all around Philadelphia which I think is cool including from the steps where uh, Rocky did the run up the steps nice uh, which I went to in the pouring rain um, did you do it of course did you put your arms up and Adrian of course I did yeah. of course I did <laughs> if people follow me did on you? social media on Facebook it's at Richie T. Stedman, you can see a video of me half-heartedly doing it because at that point I was soaked and I was pretty well You're over shivering. it. Shivering. Yeah. Not shivering. It was hot, but I just oh, was okay. like, I'm st- th- what this it is. It was more dumb. of
2: like a Adrian. Yeah.
1: Adrian. Okay. I mean, can I done? Can I get in the <laughs> lift now? Can we be done? <laughs> um, but I walked around the Temple Grounds and I walked around the Temple Grounds two different times. And there is a visitor center there. And I know it's called visitor center here because it <laughs> because says Visitor, visitor Center. center. On it. There was no one in the visitor center, and I walked all around it because the first time I just needed to go to the bathroom, and then I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'll walk around. I noticed security cameras in the visitor center. I noticed lights on, various rooms. I think there were even like video screening rooms. No one. No one stopped me. Whoa. No one talked to me. No one asked what was going on. And there are a lot of homeless in Philadelphia, so I was surprised that no one has found this haven. That is the Philadelphia Visitor Center, and I went again the next day. Same situation.
2: Wait, no missionaries? No there missionaries. Being like, hey, come no, on
1: in. No missionaries. No people. And I waited and tried to make a scene in front of the camera. Not like stab someone, make a scene. <laughs> but like, hey, I'm in this building. Why doesn't someone come talk to me? No one came and talked wow, to me.
2: Really? Yeah. Now that's surprising yeah. to me. Yeah.
1: On a Sunday night at like 8:30 was the first one, uh, and then uh, what? Uh, like. A, Seven PM the Monday night. Interesting. Nobody doors were unlocked. Nobody did it. I also went to Mass at St. Peter's Basilica in uh oh. In, and if you look that up, and maybe I'll share a picture, we'll have that in the cultural hall uh, at the culturalhall.com association with this website, uh, with this episode, you, you will see it and go, oh yeah, I've seen that in lots of movies. National Treasure, especially a bunch of other ones, right? Uh, gorgeous. Yeah. I forget how gorgeous um, the Catholic mass is. And I've been a couple of times. I went in New Orleans the week before when I was there with my girlfriend, uh, who was raised Catholic, Catholic high school and the whole deal. Um, fascinating to me and beautiful the way that they have the singing in between where there's just a woman with a heavenly angelic voice who sings a sort of oratorios between what the uh, the bishop or whoever you know the diocese leader is between each of the spoken word parts. Okay. They just have this gorgeous singing and and it resonates in these halls of these especially these old um, cathedrals. It's they unreal. Have amazing. If acoustic. you've never been if you've never been here let me talk you through this real quick if the church is true you'll be just fine go ahead you'll be just fine don't worry right you you can go hold to the rod real tight but you can still listen but it's fascinating (laughs) it's fascinating to hear um, you know similarities in some cases Uh, there in that particular mass there was a woman who was going out on a mission oh so that was kind of a fascinating thing but you can uh, you can check that out and I encourage people to do that I don't think that enough people do that, to have respect or certainly just a different perspective on how uh, the Mormons worship and how, you know, some of that is drawn from other folks, but then how other folks worship as well. Mm -hmm. It's good to know. So encouragement number one there. Uh, And then the second thing was I was wandering Philadelphia. I landed on Sunday. I got there. I went to my hotel room. I took a nap. I got out of my hotel room. I said, I'm going to wander around. There's some amazing things there. The Liberty Bell, some other historical things. And about three minutes into my walk, I get uh, yelled at by a homeless person. And I thought, you know what? When I was in New Orleans, a homeless guy got me to stop and talk to him. And then he basically, it was sort of a gentle mugging, made me yeah. give him $10, right? Like he didn't get physical, <laughs> but he sort a of manipulated. Gent-
2: Can we ha- t- entitle this? A this gentle episode. mugging? A gentle mugging. Yes.
1: yes. Let me write that down.
2: I'll, I'll write, write it. down.
1: A gentle <laughs> mugging. Uh, <laughs> you know, so. So, I had made the the determination as I had taken the the lift ride into um, Philadelphia, seeing that there were a bunch of homeless. I was like, I'm just not going to engage. You know, if I feel really inclined, if I feel a really big burning, I'll donate some money to the services that would take care of homeless people in Philadelphia. Otherwise, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just not going to engage. This guy's like, Hey, hey, hey. I just ignore him. Hey, Mr. Hey, I know you. Hey, hey. And he hits me with his closed fist. In the back of my head, like where my my skull meets my neck. That's right? called a punch. Yeah. Hits me, punches me. And I it was funny what I chose to say for whatever reason. I was like, I don't have any business with you. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any money. I don't know you. Leave me alone.
2: That is the most insane thing.
1: It's six o'clock in the evening. People were looking around, you know, there were other people who observed it, and I just was like, hey, you know what? I don't I don't know you. I'm not gonna give you money he gets upset and he's like oh now my cigarette and he flicks it at me he's like you know what I you, now you have to give me money for cigarettes and I was like I'm not I'm not doing no, this I'm this, not yeah, doing this this is not a thing. this is stop oh luckily I'm so for me at sorry. that point a very large uh, black gentleman came up and got in that guy's face and said you know what you leave him alone and if you've got a problem you've got a problem with me and I didn't really stick around to say thank you to that guy I just sort of did like a you know a hat tip and I was like I'm out thanks for taking care of this Thank you. you got this uh, no other problems the rest of the time that I was there but just absolutely crazy unprovoked to have um, that guy
2: that is insanity and three me in minutes into your Philadelphia yeah. experience I was
1: like great cool this is this is fun like, what I also went to a Philadelphia Phillies uh, LA Dodgers game that went until 1:45 in the morning <gasps> oh, it went no. 16 innings in the rain and out oh. of the rain and uh, I understand Understand why people hate baseball because <laughs> it was so long.
2: I went to a Giants game in San Francisco, uh-huh. and it was like, "Are we done yet?" Did you get through? How many innings did it go? Yet? Just a regular game? No, it went on and on and yep. on. I can't. I can't even count how many it went. How long?
1: How, how long were you there? Do you we think?
2: It, we left at midnight. Okay. We got we it got over. We got back to our car at midnight. Still had an hour drive back to my aunt. Okay. Okay. House.
1: <sighs> so probably like 10, 11, 12 innings. So right. This went into tiring. sixteen innings. The Phillies won. And so that was fun, but too long. So
2: that's you, yeah. You got me beat. That's intensity.
1: Uh, I've got a couple of emails that I want to share, and then uh, when we come back for actual articles of news, we're going to talk a little bit about the the woman who lost her temple recommend for breastfeeding in church. We're going to talk about the shooting that happened uh, in Fallon, uh, Nevada, and we may not get further than all that. Maybe not. Uh, we also may mention that in the articles of news that we'll do next week as well, with a couple of interviews. I've talked to Kurt from over at Leading LDS. He's going to weigh in on next week's articles of news on uh, perhaps what a bishop or a stake president could or should have done in that situation. Excellent. Uh, And then also uh, we have a, uh, uh, I'm not sure he's a lifer, I think just a convert who is actually at the uh, church and in the worship service when the guy was shot. So we're going to have a part with him on next week's articles of news as well. But we'll talk a little bit about both of those stories now to these emails uh, this one from Alex he says hey I'm going to be in Salt Lake this next week and I'd love to do an episode with you you guys <gasps> were going to do an episode with me a couple of years ago but I'm not really sure why that didn't happen I'm not really sure either sorry Alex he says he created a LDS mission prep YouTube channel uh, and uh, now he's ready to launch an app, and he would love to come by and chat. It's uh, called Lifey Missions. And so he will be by. So that's an upcoming episode of the Cultural Hall. Nice. Uh, this one uh, from Kevin. Kevin! Should I do Kevin's? That, no, we'll save Kevin's. Oh, and okay. We'll and save. I'll do this one first. Ivy says, I have some questions that I feel would be a great follow-up to the previous garment segment. So maybe you can weigh in on this a little, Jenny. Okay. Says, with the new women's garments, have you tried them, by the way? Wearing them. <laughs> got them on right now. <laughs> I don't know if she, that's TMI, but I got them. She says, with the new women's garments, they are thicker and they don't have the lace edging. True? True. Is it appropriate then for them to be seen? Instead of wearing a Down East shirt over to be seen, can the garments then be shown? I see what she's saying. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. they don't have the lacy anymore, so they just sort of look like a Down East shirt. Now, now here is, what, here is my immediate response. Response, not being a woman and not knowing the doctrine or anything like that uh-huh. uh, I, I think that like the tops of gentlemen's you know when they have the t-shirt tops and they poke out of the top or if you're wearing a button up shirt and you have the garments underneath we don't bot an eye or bat an eye at those things yeah, you know we, don't, true. we have no sort of judgment so I would hope similarly that that would be the case for women I know that I always feel uncomfortable like um, like if a woman uh, wearing a skirt and I see a little bit of the like the garments if they cross their legs and sit and I'm like garments. I I don't know if I feel uncomfortable, but I always in my mind go,
2: garments <laughs> it's a little bell goes yeah. off, it's Amen. like <laughs>
1: bearing testimony.
2: Amen! Be- <laughs> I,
1: uh, it's definitely something I notice. I don't think uh-huh. that it's an issue, but what's your immediate response? You're kind of my, rolling your eyes. My,
2: I'm, oh, no, not rolling my eyes. I think that's a great, great question, but I'm just like, mm, no. I, and this is totally just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. but I would not, I mean, they're my sacred underclothing. Right, but so, so
1: you're wearing, and, uh, what is this, a dress?
2: Yeah, a baby doll dress on.
1: Baby doll dress. If you had a higher neck garment on, would you wear something on top of your higher neck I garment or would you probably, just let the garments? You no, probably because would?
2: because here's the thing, like it's probably more because um, they're they're super low. Like right. if if I'm going to be showing that, I'm showing a whole bunch more. Okay. So so which, ladies' which garments, we'll get. you don't
1: have the high neck for ladies' garments. No,
2: they're very like almost every single style, but especially this new one. Uh-huh. They are way low. Okay. So, so if you're showing
1: that view, so, yeah. yeah, it's wow, wow, wow.
2: Exactly, exactly. Which I'm sure we'll talk about some more later when yeah. we talk
1: about breasts, breasts, and breastfeeding. Those things. coming up, by the way.
2: Um. So I think it's. It Probably makes more sense to talk about like our shirt, like our sleeves. Sure. So there's like, I if you're gonna wear some little shirt that's over the top that has like spaghetti straps or something, and you would right, just, and, then wear, and then wear your
1: no, garments underneath. No, I don't think that's.
2: Well, she's saying if w- would we forego wearing a shade shirt, hmm. and that's kind of, like that's what they look like. They like these garments look just like those down east or shade little shirts. Maybe that's not what she means, but that's what it, that's what could be inferred from what she's saying. Thing. Or I like I went to a really fancy party that was awesome and great. Everyone looked sharp, mm-hmm. but um, one of my girlfriends wore a dress that the underneath her arm mm-hmm. went super super low, mm-hmm. and um, not super super low, terrible. Yeah, or but anything, more than you would see with more, someone. More than like you garments. would see with someone with garments, and so and she had on these normal or the the new garments. Mm-hmm. So it didn't. It no one was looking at her going ah garments mm-hmm. because they you can't. Yeah, it just really looks tell. like a shade. Shirt. just looks like a shade shirt but i will say the whole time every time i noticed that mm-hmm. it was like oh they're uh, they're those are just they're just things that we're supposed to cover up right so i or, would or is, is it more go...
1: about the other parts of garments that we're just not supposed to show because i would never just like wear just a garment top i think that's inappropriate
2: well yeah no if the symbols are showing that's definitely not right. okay right but, but could, can you, you show a little bit yeah i don't yeah and if that's t- just my personal opinion i would kind like of like sometimes when say,
1: i when Maybe I walk, not, like the if I if I have like a backpack on and my shirt pulls down and the top of my garments come up over the top, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like an unmade looks, bed, but, <laughs> but like I'll have that happen and I don't think I don't think for a second that it's like you're totally Whoa, right.
2: Every time I is seen, so mad, it's <laughs> it's so upset. I
1: think that's missing the point. I don't know
2: I've seen the, the girls wear all the, the big holes in their jeans mm-hmm. or whatever, and so you'll have one that's like up above her knee, above your knee on the thigh, mm-hmm. and it's a little it's a little awkward i'll use the word awkward again this is totally just my opinion but it's a little awkward when you've got garments underneath completely totally showing through that big hole Hmm. up on their thigh interesting oh maybe well just let's get up get like those are cute jeans. Let's get a patch that goes underneath it and then your <laughs> your your, your got your actual garments aren't showing. I wonder
1: if it's awkward just from a fashion sense as well. Like sometimes I'll look at that stuff like I have some uh some jeans that I use whenever I'm working in the yard, like painting or something like that, mm-hmm. and they're just wholly all over the place. <laughs> and you you know, on the on the right leg, like my garments are kind of stick out or whatever, yeah. right? And I'm just like this looks stupid. Good you thing. know, like you know Notice it because <laughs> it it's just dumb. like this, this looks dumb, and not from a religious sense, but just like fashionably, this looks r- s- super awkward. And I wonder yeah. if that's why we're drawn to it,
2: maybe. And that's I, this totally my thing, whatever.
1: Uh, next question, uh, she goes on is a more technical question that I don't know who to al- else to ask without throwing up red flags. Are members able to purchase garments without a, ter- a current temple recommend?
2: Uh uh-uh. uh, you have to show it every time, at least I have, I'm asked every single time.
1: She says, I know that they ask for info to verify endowment date, but what if a member is struggling? And I, so this is an interesting thing and I want feedback from people who listen to this that have either had an experience or know this for sure. So maybe those who are in leadership or can speak to this exactly, haven't Googled it because I like the feedback with you guys. Contact at theculturalhall.com. See, so if a member is struggling but doesn't want to necessarily stop wearing their garments, nor should they, right? If they've made the cover, and a stake president or a bishop has said stop wearing them that's why i think there's got to be an exception in this wait i'm in, confused in the, the, they, they, ha- they they can be able to get garments without being a current temple recommend holder like they currently wear them but they're not worthy to get a temple recommend again they haven't been excommunicated they haven't been disfellowshipped to the point that they would not wear garments you should be able to not be punished by dirty underwear
2: well okay yeah right but, if, but or, you can you still like you have to to show your current temple recommend for to purchase them. Like, right. that's
1: just... But so then is there a market for, say, say, me, for example, right? If I I don't have a current temple recommend today, so if I needed, for some reason, uh, new garments today, do I then just send you, hey, Janae, listen, I know you have a current temple recommend. Can you recommend, go get some for can me? Can you go get some for me? That's interesting. Because they, they wouldn't okay. stop, and it's not like I'm trying to be disrespectful to them or get them in the hands of someone that shouldn't have them. I'm just yeah, trying okay. to get new I underwear. Get you.
2: I just that's you know, all I really
1: mean. like I, I I say it sort of flippantly, but do am I then punished to not uh, not allowed to get new underwear until I get my temple recommend back? I, I don't know. I, I don't know the so. answer. I don't
2: know. I don't know. But all I know is you yourself can't go and purchase them if you don't have that that card. Then, then they won't do do? they won't serve you. And then does it become sort you.
1: of an awkward conversation? Hey, Janae, listen. <laughs> Can I could you really please use go some get new me? underwear? Could you go for me? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. Thanks for the show and love the insights. <laughs> Thanks, then Ivy. We go that Kevin. was Ivy, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ivy. I don't know. I I sort of stopped saying her name because I don't know if she wanted me <laughs> to ask. Because I don't think that a situation applies to her. I think it was just sort of amusing, uh, like amusing, uh, not oh. amusing. Like <laughs> in, anyway, forget it. Uh, from Kevin says, in last week's articles of news, I'm surprised that you didn't mention Janalee Tobias. Does that name sound familiar to you? No. Sister Tobias, in the early days of the Cultural Hall, is her daughter, and we posted all of her letters home on theculturalhall.com. Oh, uh, she was a sister yes. missionary. We interviewed her before she left, we interviewed her when she got back. Uh, Janalee is her mom. She is a, a woman against gun control, and she was in um, that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Um... Series that's on, I think, Showtime, where she essentially gets punked by Sasha Baron Cohen, who, if you don't know, he's he dresses up as a different character, uh, indistinguishable uh, from his other characters that he's created, and he gets these uh, political leaders and these uh, gun control, um, you know, n- not enthusiasts because they don't want gun control, these anti-enthusiasts of gun control to do these seemingly ridiculous things, and she fell for it. Um, Anyway, he says, I'm surprised that you haven't had her on the podcast yet. I've done two interviews on my podcast with her, and she has an organization called Women Against Gun Control. I know you've talked about gun control in the past. Why don't you have her on the show and talk to her about it? And we are scheduled to do so. Oh, there we go. That's exciting. And coming up, thank you, Kevin, for the suggestion. She was more than willing to come in and talk about that experience and about women against gun control. So that should be interesting. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Uh, The shooting in Fallon, the breastfeeding in church, and we'll do all that and some other stuff in the second block of Articles of News.
0: When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com. Hey, this is Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling, or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, irritable computer syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you.
1: Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about bestdjinutah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, Whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So, whether you're a lifer or a convert to this, podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event, or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there, would love to hear from you, and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you and thank you for supporting the cultural hall podcast, but it's a show. You knew that the cultural hall wants you to help Utah food bank fight hunger statewide through your donations of food, time or money. Utah food bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utah's facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7 and 35 cents of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight. And 423,000 Utahns are unsure where
0: their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's
1: time for second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. I'm going to start the discussion here. Uh, This particular one I'm reading from IdahoNews.com, but it it made the Associated Press, so lots of places picked it up. I want to read the whole article, uh, and I'm doing that for a couple of reasons that I'll explain afterwards. Uh, This is the article. A Mormon mother of four says that she has lost her temple recommend because she chooses to breastfeed at church without a cover she has asked us not to identify her but she is from northern Utah three weeks ago when she met with her bishop to have her temple recommend signed she said she was told that members of her church had complained about her openly breastfeeding in the foyer pick up the pieces as we're talking so she's breastfeeding in the foyer she was asked to either cover up or use the mother's room but she said that for her that those aren't good options the first counselor signed off on her recommend instead of the bishop so so she went to the bishop, bishop wouldn't do it. First counselor said, okay, yeah, that's fine. Now, are
2: we sure that it, he just, he wouldn't do it, so she had to go to the to the first uh, counselor? Or is it just, maybe he got ba- maybe pulled out? We, yeah. just, we don't could
1: know. It, w- I get, yeah, good point. I guess we don't know that, but the first counselor, it goes to the point that the first counselor in the bishopric was who signed off on the ward level about her okay. uh, temple recommend. So then, of course, you have to go to the stake. Last Tuesday, she went to her stake president so that he could also sign off on a recommend, but she said that he brought up the breastfeed Issue, Um, She said he quoted from the church's For the Strength of Youth pamphlet about modesty and reportedly told her that women should cover up so that men do not have sexual thoughts. This is the stake president, if I'm following it correctly. She said she left the room several times to calm down. And at one point, while she wasn't there, she claims the stake president told her husband that he had to control his wife and that if he supported her, he wouldn't get his recommend signed either. Her husband chose to stand behind her and now neither of them can enter the temple. When asked why she just she doesn't just adhere to the options offered by the church, the mother said she has never covered with her youngest, who still nurses at 18 months old. She added that the mother's room is accessible through a bathroom and isolates her from the social aspect of being at church. Plus, she said she can't hear the services well from the mother's room and has asked for it to be rewired. Even when her youngest is weaned, she said she won't back down on this issue. She maintains breastfeeding is not a sexual act. It is simply a mother feeding her child. She wants it to become more normalized and said even if she never regains her temple recommend, she feels as though she is still worthy because in her eyes, she hasn't done anything wrong. Two News reached out to the LDS Church multiple times for comment on the story or for some guidance on the church's stance regarding breastfeeding, but officials declined to comment your initial reaction, please.
2: Oh, it's that's a loaded that's yeah. a loaded question. She
1: says that she grabs her unborn uh, belly baby, baby belly. She is
2: moving so much
1: right now. She's moving well, she, she's she got an opinion on this. All the
2: time, apparently she does. Um, oh, sorry. I'm okay. uncomfortable.
1: You're fine. Um, do you need to stand? You can stand. No, I'm
2: good. I okay. just I'm 30 weeks along almost uh-huh. and it's just Praxton Hicks all <laughs> I don't know the what that time. is. That is that is fake contractions. Oh, yeah. Tiny fake contractions, yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. But they're
2: not fake because they're real. Yeah. It's like, like
1: but little. they're not fake because they hurt. Because they, they hurt, hurt, Mama. They're <laughs> uncomfortable. All right. To the point. What do you think?
2: Okay. Lots. This. There are lots of different things that can be pulled out of here.
1: Okay. I just want you. Your initial takeaway from this. My
2: thing. initial takeaway is, it is so so glaringly obvious to me that there are pl- there's plenty that we don't know about this story. Okay. There's completely another side what, what, to okay, it.
1: Okay. So you want to know the I'm, bishop's side or bishop, the state president? Side. I
2: wanna know what the members of that ward were saying. Okay. <laughs> because let's be honest. And we're gonna talk about this. We need to all talk about this within the context of American culture. Okay. Okay. Twenty eighteen culture. Okay. All right. Um so we're in, and this was a this was a ward in Utah. Yeah, okay? northern Utah. Northern is what Utah, story says. and I think someone online said there that they know this happened in a ward in Lehigh.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure so it's happened more than once. I'm sure
2: it's happened more than once, but maybe this not to the level thing, of, a,
1: of an extermination of a temple recommend, but certainly yeah. no, I'm an sure issue this happened plenty of times.
2: Here's the here's the deal: in Utah, you've got hundreds, maybe thousands of women every single week breastfeeding their kids, mm-hmm. their, their babies in church. Okay. okay. And you've got hundreds, I'm sure, breastfeeding them, not just in the foyer, but in the chapel. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what happens. Mm-hmm. We are a church of families. Right. There are kids up the wazoo and babies all over the place. Right. And they're going to get breastfed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And nobody has a problem with it, generally speaking. Okay. No one's got a problem with it. So. This to me sounds like something that she was doing was not okay with the rest of her ward because okay. multiple people are going to the bishop saying you see and we'll pretend we'll pretend it's me. Genevieve Knights over there breastfeeding her not her baby, her eighteen-month-old. That's okay. another little thing that that's okay, that's so interesting. Okay, so that's something that stuck out to okay. you. Okay. Um, and again, just just context. She, it's she's eighteen. She's a year and a half postpartum. It's okay. a toddler. It goes to nursery. All right. Oh,
1: that's how old you can that's be eighteen old, months old. That's how old eighteen months okay. old.
2: You go to nursery. Okay. So it's not like this child is dying for food. Okay. Not li- and this I'm and come and back if, at,
1: after you, by the way. <laughs> sure. Oh, things, sure. So. You've got there's and plenty of. We're gonna about. have lots of discussion about lots this. Th- I'm sure in let's, more than just no, this episode. Let's
2: talk. Let, we'll talk all about it. But the, again, you asked for my initial reaction. Yep, so please. I'm I'm thinking, OK, lots of people have said something, whereas normally no one says something. Okay. So that to me says that something about how she's going about it is not being is is the opposite of discreet, maybe mm-hmm. that. And again, that's just I'm inferring from
1: what's the from fact something that, that you don't actually know from the article. I don't
2: actually know. Right. Maybe she's com- being completely appropriate. We don't. Uh, we don't know, but li- but if we're being realistic, th- there's not going to be a lot of people. If she's if she's not doing something odd or crazy or that's terribly distracting, then there's not going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to the to the bishop.
1: Okay. okay? Um. In your opinion.
2: In m- totally my opinion. Okay. Janae opinion. <laughs> Excuse me. Then we've got an 18 month old t- toddler. So the age okay? of the child is an issue. To All you. right. Okay. Um. And therefore it can. be beef i mean you can give it applesauce right. you can get like there are so many other things that this little one can can eat right that's so that so that's another thing um and maybe it maybe that doesn't matter right but it can't it, it yeah
1: oh well i'm letting you share yours and then i'm yeah. gonna come back full you can you on and
2: you know you, you totally can so what else um We, I mean, I just would never, I would not feel comfortable just full-on exposing everything. Mm -hmm. I'm, and again, personal opinion, but I would like to wear a cover. um, Because
1: it's not in your nature.
2: Because I'm not, I'm just not comfortable doing that because... I'm not because I'm not comfortable. Yeah. I also don't want you don't have make, to have a reason. It I don't can just want, be that
1: you're not comfortable with not having comfortable. your breast exposed in church or anywhere. There,
2: there, yeah. Um, the the church has given me an entire room mm-hmm. to go to. If I if I can't cover up, if it's too much, if I if my baby is young enough that the whole latching thing is hard because that's a lot of people's issue online is like, oh, you can't get it to latch, and it's a whole big thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Latching is what just being able to just being in able general. to
2: like it's the it's the t- technique with which the baby actually can is on your the nipple okay oh also we're gonna go into a whole bunch of stuff i'm assuming so Uh if you guys have tiny ears that are listening and you'd rather not them go
1: into breastfeeding so hopefully you can have the conversation but i'm
2: assuming we're all gonna also gonna talk about the sexuality of breasts in and of themselves so maybe so so just what otherwise we're there breast breast talk (laughs) yeah if you don't want your two-year-old running around saying breast i i don't know Damn. Um or if you do anyway, that's a whole different maybe conversation. Maybe you do. Maybe what what whatever. Um there's just there's so many different options for for us to still get done what we need to get done right. but also not make everybody else feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, and we're going to talk I would like to talk later about the making the, the issue of making other people feel uncomfortable okay because right? lots of people want to just rant and be lots of people online are really upset they shouldn't be uncomfortable again we're going to talk about okay uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later so let's see we've got do we get all your upset. initial reaction well she's up the everyone not everyone people are people have asked the bishop okay can we th- this is a thing
1: this is upsetting us we see this
2: the bishop says hey could you this is a thing you're making people uncomfortable can you please cover up right i don't want to do that right she's still got her temple recommend signed like i we have no idea what the bishop did or did not do right the other guy's name is on it maybe he was just like well (sighs) he just punts
1: it first guy's gonna take care of it i don't want to be involved he's just
2: i i'm bishops get pulled in and out of stuff uh, and and i i just had my temple recommend Renewed, and he didn't even ha- he, he didn't have all the papers, so mm-hmm. he said, "Hey, go you 're set you're great, have a nice day. go to brother whoever and he 's got the stuff he'll fill it out and he'll sign it, and you sign it and right. then so that could be
1: all right, I just want to push back now i 'm done waiting for you to get there. I want to Sorry. ask you okay. uh, should she be able to have her temple recommend bottom line for you, should she be able to have her temple recommend of course okay
2: if if, if the issue is just about breastfeeding okay. So, and again
1: so here, so here
2: we're inferring a whole bunch of stuff from this because from, we only have this one, side, have of this one so side of the story so here's a couple
1: of things one to say that it's the, the woman's fault at all sort of is this dangerous part of victim blaming right like that it becomes that this woman is an issue and I'll kind of talk around that uh, so I just want to make sure we get back to that also that the age of the child shouldn't matter either although I, I don't disagree um, that an age is certainly something that you consider if she decides that she wants to nurse a kid until it's five or 10 or until a grown man, like that age, although there is maybe some stigma around it, if she's choosing to do that with her child, I don't know that that should matter at all, whether it's at one year, six months, or five years. I don't know that the age of the child matters because it's the choice that she's made. I'm going to breastfeed this kid. That's
2: great. She can do that. Right. But realistically, if if you are breastfeeding a five-year-old in the middle of church- Right.
1: I mean, it's odd-
2: Everyone, like in America, it's right. going to be, it's, it's going to be, be a, a little, thing.
1: It's going to, it's going to be a little odd, but I mean, I don't know that we can say, so what, 17 months is okay. And then the 18th month, that's when she shouldn't do it. 12 months is okay. But no, the I'm 13th, just, Oh, sorry. I'm,
2: I'm not saying that that's not okay. I'm just saying there are other, there are plenty of other options for that, kid for, to get for, get for that child. Yeah. Uh, it's not going, the, there the argument cannot be made that the child is going to die or become ill or right. won't be nourished because like a three, a three month old. Yeah. Even a, eight-month-old might need to breastfeed and that is the only option and
1: and And whatever. so you do it. So anyway. th- so there's a couple things that, that stuck out to me uh, and I'm going to go both sides because I want people to weigh in on this. Contact at theculturalhall.com um, because like I said, I don't think that this discussion uh, is going to be over with just this episode. Uh, a couple of things. One, I find it fascinating that the woman remains anonymous and I, and I don't know why. I don't know to what her point is. I mean, she certainly feels strong enough that she's like, I'm going to continue to breastfeed and if people in the ward have a hard time with it, too bad I don't care. It's interesting to me that she remains anonymous. I I can see
2: why she would want to do that. I would be
1: curious. I would be curious as to why. I don't want all the attention. I don't want any sort of backlash for people who don't know. Maybe it's a prominent family, but I would be curious as to the need for anonymity. Not that I want to go after her or anything like that, but I just, I have a a question mark around uh, the anonymity of the whole thing. Okay. Uh, um, the second thing is I mean she's doing it in the foyer you guys she she is bare breast in the, in the foyer um, so so she wants to be there because there is a sociality about being around other people I think being locked away in the in the mother's lounge regardless of if you have to get there through the bathroom or it's just a mother's lounge off of the hallway from the chapel I think there's something very isolating about it and a lot of people go to church for community so I can respect that a third point that we didn't even bring up uh, is that it's legal. It is legal to be bare chested and breastfeed in the state of Utah, which is where this took place, right? So that's Mm -hmm. one thing. And then fourth, uh, and I find this to be sort of insensitive on the part of either the bishop or the stake president, it's mentioned in that article that she can't hear in the mother's lounge. So we all know of chapels or of speaker systems where it doesn't quite work where you want, you know, Mm -hmm. work how and where Mm -hmm. you want you <sighs> So I, th- I feel like at least a minor de-escalation in this whole thing could be, get that Hey, fixed. the Definitely. speaker doesn't work, sorry. Definitely. I mean, can we, we'll at least give you this peace offering. Not saying that she should have to be in the mother's lounge, so don't misread what I'm saying, but I feel like at least to validate some of her concern about it uh, could have been to uh, facilitate getting that speaker in the mother's lounge. It's interesting, you know, she wants her husband to be able to be there with her. I get that. You don't want to be separated just because you're having a kid, again, punished for having a child. She talks about, you know, that her husband has to take care of the kids and that the mother's lounge is through the women's bathroom. So do you, you know, would that not raise a stink to have to have husband go through the women's bathroom to be with his wife during sacrament? And is it not a little more creepy if there's more than one mother in that ward and guy is in the mother's lounge with, you know, not one but three? three bare-breasted women, maybe that's not uncomfortable, maybe it is, but it certainly is a question of a scenario that you go, okay, so, you know, it's like an elevator-sized room where you're there with more than one woman breastfeeding, and then as they're you know, is there a situation where since the husband wants to be there with his wife, but the other people wanted the privacy of the mother's lounge, do you create another privacy issue?
2: Yeah, no, uh, I, w- I would not be okay with some other guy in so, the mother's lounge.
1: So, so then other issues that I kind of pick up around it. Um, and then again, contact at the cultural com. Please weigh in on this. Uh, if you think I'm way off base or not. Uh, I, I, uh, I think it's interesting the, that, um, when the, the wife who is visibly upset and comes out of the room, uh, uh, and the stake president then t- talks to the husband and says, you need to control your wife. I, are I, we
2: sure that that was said? Uh,
1: well, we don't know. You know. We don't know for sure because it is, again, just reportedly. But certainly anecdotally, you hear these things where, you know, it's a man to man thing. Hey, you know what? Your wife, you really got to take her in the hand. And it sounds so archaic to me. But I think that there are some who have that attitude within the church and not just within the church, within, mm-hmm. you know, just society. Will take your woman in hand.
2: Yeah, no, and that would be in- terribly inappropriate. Yes. to say, especially you know with
1: her being gone. But in general, just saying that I think is miserable. Uh, and and then the fact that um, they circle back around and she said and he says, you know what? If you choose to continue to do that, you know, I, you can't have a temple recommend, and um, you know the husband as well. You can't have a recommend if you know if you support your wife in that. So here's the interesting thing. Is it then to assume that she is not allowed to have her temple recommend because she's breastfeeding? Or is it because she's going against the counsel of her stake president? And that to me is the reason why she is not allowed to have her temple recommend. So here is the question that's just sort of open and maybe where we leave it right now. What do you do if you outrightly disagree with your ecclesiastical leader? You feel like you're in the right. They feel like they're in the right. There's obviously a right or a wrong in this particular situation but where do you go you know when it's at Mm -hmm. the stake level how Mm -hmm. do you feel like you have power to be able to voice anything and what do you do except the fact that you can't have your temple recommend because such and such person disagrees with you and wait till either leadership changes or you know till you appeal to a higher level because she is not although the action that she's standing up to is breastfeeding in church she is not allowed to have her temple recommend because he says I'm the stake president. You have to do what I say, and she's saying I'm not going to do what I say. Well, in that case, you are against you're going against the authority of the church, and you can't have a temple recommend, and it feels icky.
2: That see, I think that's definitely it can't because it can't that, be that like point,
1: that. Because at that, but but that's what I it don't, is no.
2: Oh no, it could it could very it very well could be yeah. you have to do what I say. But let's be honest, realistically, and see this is what. Gets Gets me so frustrated. I'm just so tired. I'm so tired (laughs) of all the people that are so quick to vilify our leadership. Sure. So fast to just jump all over them and assume a whole bunch of stuff. Sure. That's like if we're being honest and realistic, Mm -hmm. we've got a stake president. We've got a bishop here in Utah. The general, the general conduct of stake presidents. They're not idiots. Right. They're not chauvinistic jerks
1: you would hope you would hope and certainly you generally, find those you find those who do that but generally speaking generally they're
2: speaking not. they aren't mm-hmm. and there and yes there's a there's an exception to every rule but if we're gonna assume a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. then we need to assume that this guy is not an absolute jerk or st- a stupid idiot or exercising this massively inappropriate level of unrighteous Dominion okay I hope that 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 if that is the case, oh, this poor girl. Right. This, that like that's awful. But that it's
1: but hopefully it, but, but it has to it's not. It has to be some at some level his aversion to breasts Sexualized and the, breasts and breastfeeding, and
2: again, because I think, it's
1: legal, it happens in lots of states, and we don't hear about this happening a bunch. It has to be on some level this individual who wields the power for this person to have a temple recommend or not, his aversion to ha- allowing this woman to be bare-breasted in church. Again,
2: I disagree. It could be that, and it could be so many other things. I
1: uh, and I and I disagree. We, ha- we
2: have so many. There's so many unanswered questions.
1: Agreed. But he it has to on some level maybe minorly but on some level his disagreement with it from a modesty or sexuality purpose because he brings in the for the strength of youth allegedly according to her story she he brings in the for the strength of the youth and says you know that the he considers this on some level sexual sexualized you know it's distracting to the other people it uh, is sort of perverse for the young boys to be able to see but just sharing the information from the for the strength of youth, even if it even if there's no uh, value assigned beyond that, but just like, I don't think you should do this. Let's read for the strength of the youth where it advises us to be modest in our appearance uh, to, to help those that you know, that would be sexualized by any sort of pornography or any sort of appearance. I don't think that he would have brought up that at all if he if that was not on some level an issue for him
2: just the fact that this that it is an issue it's obviously an issue for the people in her ward and mm-hmm. it they've gone to the bishop and then the fact that it's gotten up to the state president, right? That right there tells me that there is something going on that we don't know. Sure. That there that it's it's beyond a woman breastfeeding her child.
1: Maybe, or it could be some uppity women and or men or uppity men and women or boys. Some you it know could some be. very very conservative family in a ward that that feels the same way that doesn't understand that legally she's allowed to do it that doesn't understand that society has sexualized the breast and. That, and that raises a concern and won't relent on the concern that they have. She's doing it again. If there My was, kids are looking at that woman's breast again.
2: If there's one family that's ultra conservative and and weirded out by it, mm-hmm. it's not going and and they and they go to the bishop. It's not going to get all the way to the state president. Maybe. It's very unlikely that it's going to go all that that information from one complaint or one family's complaint is going to get all the way to the state president. So right there, that shows me that there's got to be more. Something is off Mm -hmm. with that. And then as far as... Her not getting her temple recommend, she had to leave multiple times to calm down. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she needed to calm down because she's crying and feeling, feeling um, like beat up, beat up upon. Mm -hmm. It sounds to me more like if, like she's getting really upset, really irate. Obviously, she feels very strongly about this topic. Right. She's, it sounds like she's getting super contentious. So she's got to go leave. And that might have been more where, the where the state president came into her husband and was like, "Hey, you need to get control of your wife. Right. Less of you got to control your woman, and okay. more like this is becoming a thing. I don't want her to get violent. I don't know what she's gonna do. She's yell, like sure. p- possibly yelling in the state president's office. Like mm-hmm. it's becoming a whole big thing. And maybe it's more like for her own sake, or just for the sake of this incredibly awkward situation. Right. Like, can you help her? Can I? I can't. He might have said control." help you got to control sure, your sure, wife sure. or he very well might have said can you help like can you help her out i can i can't i, I can only do so much i feel like i'm not in
1: a position to be able to control the situation you're her sure.
2: support system you're her spouse you're her the closest person to her can right. you help her out i
1: appreciate your perspective because i don't think that i going i crazy. along with most people who weighed in uh, at facebook at the cultural hall sort of took your your defense in that sort of the defense of the leader I think you're right we are quick to vilify but, it's so fast but, everyone But it so fast. but to me whether, whether uh, you agree about uh, the breastfeeding or not there are a few kind of pick up items one we don't know the whole situation which I appreciate from the very beginning you said hey we don't know the whole situation so that's important two uh, I think that it is an interesting introspection at um, um, breastfeeding is a legal thing to do mm-hmm. in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that leads me sort of to the third thing, which is I feel like this was a failed opportunity for either the bishop or the stake president to sort of um, educate and have a real conversation. Like, you know, I, I, I oftentimes think of what would I do? What w- what if I were the bishop? OK. I think that I would appeal and I would say, you know, she feels like she needs to breastfeed in public. And I'd say, do, you know, this is making you uncomfortable making others uncomfortable are you aware of that and she may say i don't care and then at that point i go okay i just wanted to make sure that you knew that there were others that would make it uncomfortable some people at that at that level would cover up others would say it's my right i'll do what i want to do it's legal um but i feel like there that at least on that level that people need to know and then i think that for me were i the bishop or the stake president i think i would say hey let's let us all sit down and let's talk about this and have a conversation where we go you know what that that she feels very strongly because of legal right that she should do this and the fact that you are taking this sexually really is on you or your husband or your kids if they're taking it sexually she's not responsible if you are seeing it as as a sexual thing no she's not that is a hundred percent on the eye of the person sexualizing that right our culture plays into that a little bit
2: it's society but we're not gonna we're not going to if you're the bishop and i'm breastfeeding my child right are you like you're you have a front row seat to me like you can't tell me or maybe you can, I don't know, if I just took this off mm-hmm. right now and had my breasts exposed, right, whether I'm feeding a child or not, you're seeing my breasts. Right. Society says those are something that's pretty sexy. Right. Would and you're the bishop you're trying to conduct the meeting and take care of things that, that
1: still is on you, the onus of the of the person who's looking.
2: True, but it's not it's not your fault. Again, it's this like vilification of men. It's not your fault that you are uncomfortable with that. If you right. are, I I right. won't put words in your mouth, right. but I can assume that if I'm breastfeeding right now while we're doing this podcast, are you going to be slightly distracted?
1: I think that you would be. Uh, I don't think that you would be comfortable doing that as well. No, but, but it, what like if, if I it, was? If it was your prerogative, you know, I think that I would. Would I you think not? Not be uncomfortable? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that your husband would be terribly comfortable. I don't know. I've never really been in that situation. I think that I'd go, boops. And, okay. then, and then I think I, I would just be like, you know what? Okay. She, she for whatever reason, felt the need to do that. But I know okay. that my attitude isn't the attitude of, of all. No.
2: And we, so it, when... But that woman, again, isn't, but that woman no, isn't responsible it's not for her the attitude of It's not of her others. responsibility. But again, we're, we're so quick to just pass blame and get so mad at everybody. Right. No one's to blame. Right. She's not to blame because, yeah, she gets to breastfeed her child. It's totally natural and normal. And it's the rest of the men that will see her, men and women and boys and girls, everybody, they're not perverted and awful for ha- for being like whoa boobs surprising breasts right, right. Sexy, especially in our culture sexy sexual but everything like it's not your it's not your fault that you would, might be aroused by that
1: but there is an issue there is an issue the fact that she doesn't have a temple recommend
2: okay so that's where i'm again there's so much more to this and but when you said you would love it they it was a missed opportunity mm-hmm. she still got her temple recommend signed at the level she got it signed sure so then she goes on to the stake president and he's like which is let's bring this up because let's let's have it maybe he was let's have a discussion about this it's making people uncomfortable we want you to be comfortable at church And she says i don't care
1: i'm gonna keep doing it please sign my recommend i'm not breaking rules of the church nor Am I? And that. But at that point, okay, she is so going against her ecclesiastical maybe, recommendation.
2: So maybe she did calmly, like, I don't care. That's just this is what I do, and and, and, I, and says, I have every right.
1: Then I'm not going to sign your recommend.
2: If okay, so that so this is a distinction. If he said I'm not going to sign your recommend, not okay. That's again, that's just my opinion, right. but I don't think that's okay. Right. What is more? What's what? Look, just by reading this article,
1: what feels more What like to feels
2: you. more likely to me is she went. I just had this conversation with my bishop it was super awkward i can't stand this nobody cares i'm so mad at all these people in my mm-hmm. ward and they're they're uncaring and they i don't want to go back to the and she starts flipping out and gets gets upset rightfully or uh, or inappropriately so whatever mm-hmm. she starts getting upset accusing the the stake president of not caring about her sure. of you know it could it sounds to me again if she had to leave twice if there was some sort of Thing, whether it was kindly or or chauvinistically said, control your wife, mm-hmm. if, if she's leaving and something is said along those lines and they ultimately left without it being signed, it sounds to me like it got out of control. And here's another thing that, again, feels really likely to me is if she's flipping out and being very contentious and having a whole big thing. That the state president would say, Hey, you guys, go home. We love you. Calm down. I'll go calm down. I'll go look into this more. You like let's ju- not have anything maybe just signed today. Not signing let's it. not like, have let's anything just... signed today. We this just needs to end. We've got people outside that don't know what's going on. There's yelling, there's a whole whole mm-hmm. big thing. And so she leaves, nothing has been signed yet, and so then she's going to go to the news and say, he wouldn't sign my recommend. Interesting. Maybe that's totally not how it happened. Maybe he was a big jerk.
1: I want to be done with that for right now. I'm sure we'll <laughs> pick it up in uh, in uh, next week's articles of news as well. As well? <laughs> Interesting that I said whale. That leads me to this next story. We'll just do a couple of quick stories here. Um as we make our way through the end of Articles of News. Uh, Whale... The missionary that died in Australia, did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah. He's taking pictures on a cliff of a popular whale watching uh, point. Gavin Paul Zimmerman from West Haven, Utah, uh, fell 33 feet while hiking at Cape Solander Drive in Cornell, Australia. He was a great example to us all and he loved his mission very much, said Zimmerman's parents. He was a, a bright light in our lives and we're grateful that our father in heaven has a plan of salvation. We know that we'll be with him again one day and our family will miss him until we get to see him there's a it's a beautiful picture it it seems sort of morbid to talk about it that way but it is a gorgeous place to see the ocean um this cape solander uh, it's at the kame botany bay national park where he was climbing and he fell they tried to take him to the hospital and revive him and he of course passed um and then this and then we'll get to the other heavy story from this week (sighs) Uh, Imagine Dragons lead singer Dan Reynolds is hoping that a bigger crowd in a larger stadium uh, will happen in tomorrow's Love Loud Music Festival. He wants to raise $1 million for LGBT youth suicide prevention efforts. Uh, Tim, is it Tim Cook? Is that the guy's name from Apple? Cook is his last name. I don't know. I don't know. He'll be speaking at it. Uh, It's a huge concert. This is the second year that they've done it. Last year, they raised about $100,000 for various charities that have help LGBT youth. He says, my goal, I want to get, uh, I want to get $1 million. He says that he has a complex relationship with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, but he's been seen in regular contact with people at church headquarters, uh, trying to do the best that he can for those LGBTQ youth. So certainly in next week articles of news, there will be some mention as to how well that went, the Love Loud Festival. And then this, uh, a Fallon man, Fallon, Nevada, uh, was fatally shot and another was injured this last Sunday afternoon at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on East Richard Street. The victim, Charles E., people called him Burt Miller, uh, and the alleged shooter known as John K. O'Connor, who is 48, uh, both attended the same church. Uh, Gaiman said, that is the police officer, Kevin Gaiman, said that the weapon used was a mid-sized caliber handgun. Uh, O'Connor is being held in the county detention facility. Uh, charges have been filed, and the competi- ex- competency exam has now been ordered uh, for John O'Connor. Uh, it's an ongoing police investigation there are several things that even at this point that we don't really know uh, about what happened uh, there is a call that came in at about 12:58 that was reporting a shooting um, apparently what what happened is that uh, Charles E. Burt Miller was the home teacher of John, Co- John K. O'Connor or minister or had been uh, and he went in and uh, shot him his brother that is Miller's brother was also attending church that day he from a ward here in Utah Um, When they first arrived at the scene, Gaiman said that he was surprised by the strength of other church members. There was a feeling in the room that they were all shook up, but it was clear that they were there for one another which I think is one of the remarkable parts about this whole thing. Um, uh, O'Connor is a longtime resident of Fallon. He attended Churchill County Schools. He was a can- candidate for an assembly seat in 2010. This is the guy who uh, uh, was the shooter. Um, several people uh, have expressed via social media that it was a terrible tragedy. Um, LDS Churchman church spokesman Eric Hawkins released this statement. We have recently learned of the shooting in Fallon, Nevada during a church service. Uh, the details are still uh, developing. Um, inquiries should be directed to the local folks at this time, and local leaders are ministering to him. But uh, in next week's, uh, either a separate episode or perhaps in next week's articles of news, we'll have a chance to talk to uh, Robbie, a friend of mine from the Singles Ward days and uh, who went to high school with my brother who was actually there at the uh, ward in the chapel when that happened, which seems to me like that's just going to be an, an amazingly heartfelt and probably really scary uh, episode. Oh, goodness gracious. That's, right?
2: Yeah, I can't wait to listen.
1: Uh, interesting, though, that that would happen, right? It's, it seems uh, only to be a matter of time before this affects LDS church members.
2: I remember you saying that in the past, that yep. just statistically speaking, it's only a matter of time before and now we it's happened. A shooting
1: in a shooting. It's interesting, LDS, LDS church, uh, there's a lot of people who with gun rights feel like the LDS church is sort of sitting duck because it's a well-known fact that the LDS church encourages you you not to bring your weapons oh, to church, uh-huh. says, you know, this is a gun free zone. So essentially every ward every Sunday is a is a sitting duck that way. What were your thoughts as you heard about it? Just
2: it makes you sick to your stomach Yeah, because that's supposed to be, you know, sanctuary. That's supposed mm-hmm. to be the safest place for anybody to go and right. to have literally the worst thing happen in what's supposed to be the safest place. It's that's really difficult for anyone, I think, to wrap their head around. And so and then, you know, just having it be an LDS ward that hits close to home. So it it makes you sick every time we hear about it happening anywhere. But, uh, you know, even more so heart wrenching when it's when it's our own brothers and sisters, we feel like.
1: Yeah, that that extra sense of connection because they're they're also LDS. It's fascinating to me. Do you find yourself since uh, all of these mass shootings, do you find yourself behaving differently in large groups?
2: No, actually, I don't. I don't. Um, Well, I I don't behave differently, Uh but I definitely big things like going out to the Boston Marathon Uh or, um, you know, considering getting tickets for the next Olympics or Uh like places like that. I guess that would be more lending itself to to, um, terrorist activity. I don't know. Even being in San Francisco, just barely, literally one of the most famous cities in the world. Uh You, I, I've i paused. I've found myself to pause and be like, hmm, this could be a really, really dangerous place. Right. But I haven't found myself behaving any differently, honest, honestly.
1: It's interesting to me, uh, only on a very minor level and not in every situation, I found myself being closer to doors. Putting myself closer really? to doors or being having the conscious thought only a couple of times of like being in a room or another time at a concert being like, if this all broke loose, where would I go? Really? That's. Actually, I feel like that's really smart. Uh, I don't know. It makes me paranoid a little bit, but it is is now very much... Uh, and and occurring more so, a conscious thought of, you know, would I rush to the fire as it were, or would I rush to be safe? Mm-hmm. Would I, you know, duck and cover? Where would I do that? How would I deal with that? Um, mm-hmm. More and more. And this story, uh, I'm sure, after I get the opportunity to talk to Robbie about it, uh, you know, sort of rocks my rocks my little world, rocks my little boat, and makes Honestly. me go, huh? What would I What would I do about that? Honestly,
2: it's unfortunate that we have to be paranoid, but unfortunately. Maybe a small amount of paranoia is healthy, given that uh, not. I don't want that. No,
1: well, I don't want that world. I don't need a no. small amount of healthy paranoia. <laughs> I want safe, unlocked <laughs> doors, people being kind.
2: That's what I would rather. But if you're thinking about those things, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you would never need to use right. that small plan of like, okay, where should I be in this room?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, that, I mean, it might be helpful later but it sucks.
1: Yeah, sucks it bad. Sucks. Should we put a bow on this thing? We could do that. What are we calling this episode again? You wrote it down. <laughs> uh, a gentle mugging. A gentle mugging. <laughs> Uh, so. I'll say this before we wrap this thing up. Uh, thoughts and prayers as they lay uh, Brother Miller to rest today yes. to his family and to uh, that whole Fallon Ward that they can heal uh, quickly mm-hmm. and appropriately. Mm-hmm. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body.
2: We hope that if you have been sick or afflicted, that you will become well and can listen next week.
1: And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. If you have thoughts about today's episode, please reach out to us. If you don't do the email thing, contact at theculturalhall.com. There is a of ways through social media channels that you can reach out to us. Facebook,
2: uh, Instagram. We would love to hear Twitter, your thoughts. Come at me, pin, people. We do the
1: Pinterest. I would love to have people's thoughts. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On
2: the back row of, of the, the Cultural, Cultural. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row. We really got to go on the Cultural Hall show.